Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of Peg City Chat with Nat. I'm your host, Natalie Bell. Did you know that May is National Speech and Hearing Awareness Month? I am very fortunate to have the opportunity to welcome Beverly Wolf, an established audiologist who will talk with me about easy ways to enjoy safe noise levels in your household. Beverly has had professional, practical experience for over 25 years in both hospitals and private practice settings. She has worked with a varying demographic of people, from infants to the elderly. Beverly provides evaluations and counseling on hearing-related issues. So good afternoon, Beverly, and thanks so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to have you. So before we kind of get into, you know, the the uh, wonderful awareness and what we're talking about today, I'm very curious. What made you get into the audiology field? What is it about it that fascinates you and keeps you passionate about it? I've always been interested in health sciences, and when I was in health, in high school, I loved studying about health sciences. I've also been interested in helping people. I'm a people person, so I love the idea of dealing with many different clients and patients day in and day out. It's a real growing field, a big problem in our industrialized society with hearing loss, and also technology has been making it more interesting with all the new advancements in hearing aids and hearing-related things that you can get that make it constantly changing and interesting for me. Oh, see, that's great. So, I mean, you're a people person. I'm a people person. Um, But I guarantee that there's a science to this. So how does the speech and the hearing, how does it all interact with each other? How does it connect? Well, hearing is important for language development. So if there are hearing issues, there's going to be a problem with children developing language properly, being able to hear the sounds and the differentiation between the frequencies. And also, hearing is hugely important just for communication. So um, all relationships are use hearing and communication to further themselves. So if someone has trouble hearing, it can be very isolating for them. So the two are closely related. I think I think I should let my fiancé hear this uh, interview. <laughs> Sometimes we don't communicate because he's not listening to me, but he's hearing me. That's true. Listening and hearing are two different <laughs> Exactly. So can you give us some quick stats on Canadian, Canadian hearing loss and, and uh, kind of the stats that affect us as Canadians in this uh, industry? Sure. So Stats Canada estimates that over 3 million Canadians are living with hearing loss, and that's 50% more than people who report sight problems. So oh, wow. It's a huge issue. One in three Canadians between 65 and 75 have a severe enough hearing loss that it interferes with communication. Wow. But it's not just a problem with the elderly. WorkSafe British Columbia found that 25% of young people entering the workforce already had early signs of hearing loss. And a U.S. study, I know you said Canada, but they're not all Canadian. No, of no. course. U.S. study found that 12% of children and teens are already showing signs of hearing loss from noise exposure. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, that kind of brings me into my next question because I'm the mom of a toddler, tween, and teen. Yeah. 
Um, so when I think about the plenty of noises in my house on a daily basis, it gets a little scary because there's the TV, there's the tablets, there's the vacuuming, coffee machine, the loud play, the screaming. So I wonder, are the levels in my own household safe? What is what is a really good way or a couple of good ways to tell if the sounds in your house are safe, especially when you have varying age ranges like I do? So the big down levels can get loud enough in a household to start causing damage. And I'll just add one quick point that what used to be considered inevitable as an effect of aging and hearing loss later in life, they're now finding is really just a lifetime of noise exposure. So it's really something that we need to be careful of from an early stage right through our whole lives, and it will help so much as we get older that we've protected our hearing. So to start early, one of the things, a good way of judging if the noise is too high in your household, if you stand about a meter away from your children and you're talking to them in a regular voice, if they don't hear what you're saying, then it's too loud. So, wait, <laughs> if they don't hear what I'm saying because they don't want to hear what I'm saying, or... <laughs> the listening and hearing, too, but if they are listening to you and they can't hear what you're saying a meter away, that the noise level is too loud for them to hear you, then it's too loud. Okay. It's loud enough to be causing damage. Okay. And as you were talking about, that there's so many sources around the house, like like you're saying, the dishwasher and the vacuum and the a garburator, if those are going off, your children will tend to turn everything else louder to cover it up, yes. their music or their television, and th- so those sources can get too loud. Right. Well, you know, and, and when I think of my, my children, I, I also know that sometimes when they don't turn things louder, they're running off to their rooms, and both my girls are, are uh, age 12 and 16, they love to watch movies or videos, things on their laptops or on the tablets. And, of course, they have these new noise-canceling headphones. So I worry about how do I convince them to turn it down and make sure that the decibels they're getting in their ears while they're listening to all this stuff is safe for them. Are there any tips you can provide? Because, I mean, when you talk tweens and teens, they're, as you said, hearing versus listening can be very difficult. Right. And there's two things. First of all, noise-canceling headphones are actually the best. Oh, They're good. much better than the bud earphones because they're reducing the noise on the outside so that the, the kids don't have to turn the level loud enough to cover up the background noise. Okay, okay. So of all the headphones out there, noise-canceling are the best. But you're saying noise-canceling headphones, like the ones that go uh, like over your head, not the earbuds? Because there's noise-canceling earbuds as well. No, anything noise-canceling. Oh, okay. So a regular ear... So the ones over your ears are even better than the buds. The buds are the worst because the background noise gets in, and they keep turning it louder to cover it up. The ones over your ears are a little better, but anything noise-canceling is better than those two. Okay. If if it's reducing the noise on the outside, then they won't turn it up as loud. But some kids just like to play it loud, even if they're not covering up noise. You can get into their devices and put a cap on the maximum level that they produce. Yeah, I've seen that on even my iPhone, for example. There's some Hmm. volume limits. So that's a great tip because I haven't thought about that for them. I knew that I had that for myself, but not for them. Right. And if they're still living at home, you can control those kind of things. I have triplets who have all just gone away to university. Wow. Then it gets trickier. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. 
So, okay, triplets. So when they were young, that's 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 a lot of noise in the house. Exactly. So what would you say are some of the top noise makers, I guess, in a typical household other than the crazy children? Exactly. So there are the stereos that produce um, the music that you're listening to, or surround sound movie theaters can get quite loud. Mm. Then there's the basic things like a dishwasher, a vacuum, garburetors, hair dryers, and toys. For a li- there's a lot of toys that can produce loud sound. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> rattles, squeaky toys, and there's even toy guns that can get as high as 140 decibels, and anything over 85 is too loud. Anything over 85, okay. So uh, I'm curious because, you know, we're talking about material things. We're talking about children. What about pets? Can pets get loud enough to cause damage? Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen stats written on pets. Only because there have been some dogs that I've heard that their bark, like I feel a tingling in my ear. Wow. So I guess that's possible. Hmm. Nothing that I've ever heard. That's the kind of thing. There's certain sounds that you can't control. So yes. say you go to um, a monster truck it, uh, show at a stadium, you can't control the level there. And that's when we recommend ear protection. Right. So if you're going somewhere that there's no control of the sound at all, a noise, I know it's not with children, but a noisy bar or a club, a concert, a stadium, there are great plugs now that, you, that will reduce the level of noise but still allow communication. So that's, let's say, for the dog. If there's something barking that you can't control, you're going to just have to protect your ears. Right. Well, and I think about, I mean, I've been in the HR industry, in the HR field for the past 15 years, and health and safety has already always been a requirement where, you know, uh, safe ear protection is, you know, regulated in the workplace. So now talking about it in your own household, it's kind of putting the onus on homeowners to think about that, um, for their own selves and their children and things like that, um, because you know, obviously, you're, you're, we're not regulated in our own homes. So this is quite interesting for me to hear. But it's really cool to kind of um, think about those guidelines and be able to apply them at my house as well. Exactly, and that's why leisure noise exposure has sort of been a passion of mine, because there is so much control in the in industry that anything over 85. The workers must wear protection. There's hearing conservation programs to test their hearing every year and monitor them. But you go out into the rest of the world and at a bar or a club, they can turn it up to 100 decibels and there's no repercussion for it. Exactly. And they, they found that they're at a concert, so McGill study found at concerts, the kids were getting hearing, were getting a temporary hearing loss within 15 minutes. Of oh, my gosh. Those noises, yeah. And there's no, no repercussion for that. See, that's kind of scary. That's that's a kind of new innovative uh, potential that we we need to start getting on. Maybe maybe you will charter the the group that starts that. Hey, Beverly. <laughs> and it's getting worse and worse. I've been practicing for 25 years, and it's only gotten worse and worse. Wow. The levels that are possible. People perceive loudness as power, and yes, and there's something, and it. it I just. We need to turn that around. When you well, when you think of it, when I'm in my car in the car seat, I like to hear my music loud in the car. But those are the first couple of audio settings. It's loudness and powerful. Like which one do you want? Right. You know. So we kind of society and and whomever else, I guess we've we've created that ourselves, really. Right. So when you think of kind of the worst or most unsuspecting appliance or 
type of setting, household setting, um, that people don't really think about as affecting their hearing? What What's top of mind for you? An interesting one is a vacuum cleaner because people spend a lot of time, that it takes a long time to vacuum the house. Let's say you turn your garburator on, it's loud, but it's loud for 30 seconds. Vacuuming you're going to be doing maybe for an hour or more. People often wear music, wear their personal listening device while they're vacuuming, so they're keeping it even louder. And I don't think they're thinking about that they're cause, they could be causing damage to their ears. There was a study done at University of Western Ontario that um, showed that 40% of the students there between the ages of 16 to 25 were already starting to see damage from noise. And they listed their most common exposure to loud noise. The study found was 97% of them were playing their stereos too loud, 65% of them were wearing their headphones too loud, and 60% were using vacuums and it was at a too loud a level. So women and moms everywhere stop vacuuming. <laughs> no. <laughs> what you need to do is be a savvy consumer and buy a vacuum that is at a lower level of of loudness. So there's a company called Rowenta that's come out with a product that instead of like a typical vacuum between 80 and 85 getting into that danger zone, this vacuum is at 65 decibels, so it's four times quieter. Wow. And even if you turn your music up to cover it up, you're still nowhere near the 85. So that's Very nice. And we'll, we'll get we'll get a little uh, more chatty about Rowenta in a second. But when I think of, you know, noise-induced hearing loss, there's probably been, like you said, in your 25 years, it seems to be getting worse. Mm. And you've probably seen some pretty severe cases uh, over the years. And, and once younger and younger. Yeah. And they're yeah, and they're getting younger. And so once that loss begins, is there any way to get it back or any way to prevent it from getting worse? You can prevent it from getting worse. You can't reverse it. So that's why I'm really trying to encourage people to be careful early. It's a lot like the sun that you you keep doing damage. Let's say you go in the sun, you get a burn and then it gets better, but later in life it all catches up with you and there's nothing you can do. So if you if you get you go to a concert or somewhere that's loud, you come out, your ears are ringing, your head is full. You've already started the damage, and it it will become permanent. And once it's measured at my level, that I can measure it on a hearing test, it's too late. It's already caused damage, and the only thing that can be done is preventative. So all the tips that I'm giving now are ones that you have to start using. When you go into a place where you can't hear someone that's a meter away, put in your earplugs and protect yourself. When you can turn the volume down, turn it down enough so that you can communicate. And when you can buy a piece of equipment, make sure you're buying it at a level that's below the damaging volume. Well, I really appreciate these tips because I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know about these things. I mean, that's a, a really good tip is the, the meter away. If someone cannot hear you a meter away, there's potential that there's an issue there. Um, or if you can't hear someone a meter away. That's right. And it's, that's a simple one. There's also, you can get apps on smartphones that measure the sound pressure level of any environment. Oh. And you can just click and it'll tell you if it's over 85, then you know. So that's another way. I'm going to definitely have to look that up and include it on a, a blog post after. Um, Great. Because that that's, you know, I mean, smartphones, that's everyone's using those. So. Yep. Exactly. To have that in the palm of your hand and be able to kind of figure that out is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So we kind of briefly, or you briefly mentioned Rowenta um, as a as a um, kind of a brand or a company that's adhering to these types of noise level trends. And so what are kind of the top features or what should I be looking for or what should our, our readers be looking for when you're looking for a new appliance and it, it relates to noise level? What what is what what should be looking on the label or on the box? The noise the NRR, the noise rating of the equipment, okay. you want to make sure it's well below the 85. If it's getting close to the 85, there's a risk of everyone turning things a little louder to cover it up. So you don't even want to be borderline. If 65 is great, even up to 70 is fine. People generally will look for an energy efficiency rating on an appliance because we've become a bit savvy at looking for that. Right. We'll rarely look at the noise rating. I had a girlfriend who just bought a garburator, and she said, I mean, the, the person who sold it to her was great in explaining, well, these are three different brands, but this one is the quietest, but we should be asking that. Yes. She said, I never even thought to ask, and it's such a pleasure not to have the really loud noise when my garburator goes off. Yes. Well, I definitely know, and I mean to the to the moms and women's and to the dads and the men who do vacuum. <laughs> you can't stop. Sorry. Right. Even though I said it earlier. Um, but Rwenta. So Rwenta is a Canadian company. Can you tell us a little bit about well, them? Uh, it's it's a European company, um, but they're, I think the product is just being released in Canada. I think oh, okay. In in Europe previously, and I had read that there's a group in England that it's a lobby group of people who are really trying to lobby the appliance industry to make things quieter, and that's to do it. If you lobby them in the production stage, if that they can create a quieter product, it's much better than trying to make it quieter once it's already been produced. That's true. And I haven't heard of anything in North America like this, but maybe the and Europe is a bit more advanced because this product did come out earlier in Europe. Okay. But it's time for us to start caring as well. To get it together, yeah. Well, I definitely will um, post the appropriate links for Rowenta on okay. the accompanying blog post. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to to talk with me about um, the National Hearing and Speech Awareness Month and these great tips you've given. Um, so, again, once again, I just want to remind everyone that May is National Hearing and Speech Awareness Month. You can find a variety of resources on different tips and stats from the Canadian Hearing Society or the Canadian Academy of Audiology or even the Speech Language and Audiology Canada website. I will have all of those listed on the accompanying blog post. We have a hashtag you can follow as well, hashtag have you heard this month. Check it out. Look for different um, tweets about it, different blog posts about it, and of course, Thank you again to Beverly Wolf, who has given us some excellent information today, and I really appreciate you coming out. My pleasure. Thank you for getting the word out, helping me. Absolutely. So, everyone, thanks again for uh, listening in to Peg City Chat with Nat, and be sure to watch the PegCityLovely.com blog for all of this uh, wonderful information and this podcast along with the resources that follow. Thanks again, and everyone have an awesome day.